Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 349, covering Extinction and Raijin, with Amanda Smith. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's another week of Enterprise. Uh-huh. We're, we're still, we're still hanging on somehow. We're still just doing. <laughs> <laughs> Never has anything ever been more accurate than that. Just- <laughs> Still here. Yep. Still pounding well, I mean, away in the old Enterprise mine. Matt, you and I have almost 50 of these to go. Amanda, you only have to watch one more pair of these ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll probably watch most of them. That's that's your call. Yeah. You only ever have to watch two more after this. I like to be like a, a good reviewer that's seen the bulk of it. I haven't seen every episode of Enterprise, but I've watched most of them with you, so I know mm-hmm. what's going on. And then when we get to talk about Disco, it'll feel so much more like I like I earned it. Yeah, that is true. And just show up. Uh, oh, you guys doing Disco? I'll hop on that. Yeah. I'm here for the new hotness. Sorry. No, no, uh, no opportunists. If you didn't suffer through the garbage with us, you do not get to jump on for the good stuff. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Get on the disco train. Toot toot. Yep. Can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> what if I don't want pudding? Well, then you you, you've, have you've tricked meat. me. You figured out my riddle. <laughs> now I have Damn to go. It. Now I have to go back to hell, and you get all the wishes you want. Well, I wish to stop watching Enterprise. <laughs> no. Oh man. No redemption. <laughs> uh, it just, uh, and the thing is, yeah, you have watched most of Enterprise, but you happened to miss the last two. And now that happened. we're now that we're in the serialized season, you're like, uh oh, should I watch them? And I gave you a recap in like two sentences, and you said you didn't even need that. I didn't want to. But I I'm already saying, had to watch these. But I'm saying it's barely serialized in that you completely caught on to what was going on, and there well, was nothing you needed to know. The first episode yeah. had, like, frankly like 30 seconds worth of serialization like it was yeah i had to tell nothing. you why the dumb sexy rubdown was happening yeah and then you were but caught up the thing is we'd already had dumb sexy rubdown so as far as i knew it was just like, this is just your average run-of-the-mill rubdown yeah yeah and Ugh. it was the reason we went down to the stupid planet we were on this week but we just go to stupid planet so we yeah. didn't even, like we mm-hmm. didn't even need a reason no. Well, why don't why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us what you did during your horrible summer vacation that's called Extinction? I had a good vacation, and then I came back for this. Well, tell us what you saw. My vacation was not watching the episode with you while you puttered around in Irene's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she keeps her cups over there. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Can we change our kitchen? I don't care. I genuinely do not care. <laughs> Just okay. put the cups in a pile in the middle of the room. That's what we <laughs> that do. Sounds about right. Stack them yeah. to the heavens. Yeah, and then I'll smash them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hooray! Look, would you start summarizing <laughs> extinction, please? No, let's talk about cups some more. <laughs> yes, cup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're back in the dentist's office again. Down on some planet that we've never heard of before and we'll never hear of a game again. And aliens are hunting people as though they were animals. Do you get it? Do you? Aliens in humanity towards alien. If only there was someone who could give them a smug moral compass. Oh, good. Here comes the crew of the Enterprise with smug Santa, Jonathan Archer. <laughs> Oh boy! So, Archer, Hoshi, to Paul, and ugh, Malcolm go down to the surface and turn into grunting, clicking frog monsters and start crouching, pawing, and sniffing at each other. Except for to Paul, who once again has to babysit, and the Admiral didn't even leave her any pizza money. <laughs> ugh. Upstairs, for reasons I don't understand, they've left someone's pet trip in charge. He runs around in circles, barking at the aliens and trying to bring Archer his pad that says no in hopes of getting a begging strip. <laughs> Ser- seriously, I know we like Trip. He's a fun character, but he's a fucking miserable leader. 
Phlox tells him that going down to the planet is going to get them all transformed, so Trip decides to keep throwing more and more people at the transformation planet, hoping to, I, I don't know, starve out the transformation? Choke the rivers with their transformed corpses? They, they shoot Malcolm and take him back onto the ship where the alien hunter, whose name is apparently Tret, Ugh. 90s, says Enterprise is quarantined because of the transformation virus, which some extinct race left to make sure they didn't die out. Also, it makes them have the memories of the extinct race. Hey, Al, Al, this planet, it's been infected with a virus that transformed people into another species with their memories, Ugh. Al, with their memories. But don't worry, don't worry. Flocks will be able to turn them back. Nothing I love more than a transformation episode where everyone loses their their advanced brains, but then somehow gets them all back. See, what's nice is that biology is like a light switch. You just flick it on and off depending on what uh, what species you want to be. Human, hissing alien. So. Human, hissing alien. <laughs> America, Australia, America. <laughs> yep. Bed goes up, bed goes down. <laughs> On America, we don't take that kind of shit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, this was so. So this was several episodes we'd seen before. Uh huh. Yep. All of them terrible. It, yeah. It nearly hit all of the like the shitty things I hate about Star Trek. All it was missing was Mullity Rebels and like. There was no time travel reset button. Mm-hmm. There was no time travel reset. There was a sick bay reset button. Yeah. yeah. But if you're, was, pl- if you're no playing time loops. If you're playing shitty Star Trek bingo, which I definitely think we should start at some point, uh, yeah. you're in I've luck. Definitely, I've definitely done a few summaries where I run mm-hmm. through the checklist, and mm-hmm. there are episodes that are more this than this, but very few. This was really up there. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and honestly, if you look at Memory Alpha, um, Brandon Braga mm-hmm. said that this uh, is one of the worst episodes they did. Yep. LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. Yeah, LeVar Burton said he was ashamed to have directed it. Like, wow. Oh, so LeVar Burton directed this one and not the next Correct. one. I thought he directed the next one. No, no LeVar Burton one. is a better director than the next episode. Uh, I don't know. I thought there was some flair to the... Like, I thought it was dumb, but I thought there was some flair to the directing in the next one, which is why I thought it was LeVar Burton. This one just felt like... It was directed like every Enterprise episode. Well, and that's the thing is like most of the directing is done in the house style. Yeah. Like th- you could see little touches here and there. Like I always thought uh, Avery Brooks directed actors really well. Mm-hmm. Like there were some different things happening. Well, there, he finds that jazz part. that actors have. <laughs> <laughs> He's cra- with his crazy jazz brain. Uh-huh. But uh, for the most part, like everyone's got to make it look the same because mm-hmm. otherwise you'd think you're watching a different show. People might get confused. Also, yeah. we better not put Star Trek in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We no, don't want anyone to now. know they're watching yeah. a Star Trek. They put it in there now, along with new jangly guitar that you insisted on listening to. I wanted to hear it for research purposes. So, you guys, <sighs> you guys, you guys. Yes. I thought of a joke for that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, you know how they're always telling you it's not your dad's Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is his music. Yeah, that, that's true. That's I, my joke. I don't um, know. The jangly guitar just makes me think of Raffi. <laughs> It's been a long time. I was I was ready to buy a Toyota Rav Four, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like it seriously felt like one of those from the heartland, like pickup trucks that can go uh-huh. off road or take your kids to soccer practice. Nobody that's from what, the heartland that... buys a Toyota Al. Well, I don't. I couldn't think of like a Ford F one fifty there. Big American there cars with big American guitars. Right. <laughs> I felt like I was. Um, taken to the grocery store against my will and was like leaning against the cart and sort of plodding down the aisles looking at things are you are determine. you are you trying to tell the audience in in code that today is grocery day and you don't want to go because you could just not go it's not a code <sighs> okay it's been a long time getting from here to the vegetable aisle <laughs> <laughs> no i it definitely did sound like grocery store music or yeah. elevator music or been a long time. Price check on grapes. Price check on grapes. <laughs> just, but, but we we talked about that last week. Yeah, and, you know, you need to weigh in because it's your first time hearing it. But really, uh, I guess we should go into what happened in this actual episode. Oh, I don't see oh, that that's necessary. Now. I I think we I think that's the mission of the show. Mm, I, I mean, already everyone's seen these episodes enough to know what like what we thought of them. Just okay, go back well, wait, and listen which, to fucking a bunch of terrible episodes. Which episodes do you episodes. think specifically? 
I don't know. I I mean, the first one I thought of was that episode of Voyager that everyone fucking hates so much that they said it wasn't canon anymore. And nobody says boo about this fucking turd muffin. Well, that's because nobody turned into lizards and fucked each other. I think that I think the line that that episode crossed was Tom Paris and Janeway turned into different things who then had sex with each other. And had a baby. Don't forget that. Yeah. Which they just left behind. Captain Janeway had a litter. I assume... Like, I almost, I, I genuinely assumed that somebody was going to have sex with somebody else, because yeah. Archer, as the, like, the, the grunting caveman fish monster, kept sniffing and pawing it to well, Paul. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Anytime you make one of your crew members into, like, a, into, like, a primitive monster guy, it starts mm-hmm. feeling real rapey. And then um, we had Hoshi hanging out in the background, and every time Archer got near uh, to Paul, she started acting all like weird mm-hmm. cave woman jealous. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Oh boy, here we go." Yep. Also, is there anyone in the history of Star Trek whose boobs are more tired of being honked than to Paul? Maybe Janice Rand, mm. but that's a that's a close second. I don't think Janice yeah. Rand was in enough episodes, like, honestly. That's, like, yeah. that's Paul shows yeah. up every week. Yeah. And every point. week she gets sexually harassed. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that more in the uh, next one. But it happens a little bit there here, was, too. It was in this one, too. I can't remember the last time I watched an episode where something bad like this didn't happen to Paul. Mm. And people have written into us and said we're, like, making this up, that yeah. it doesn't happen all that often. Yes, it does. And we point to it every time mm-hmm. it happens, specifically. Just about yeah. every episode. Yeah. Well over half of them, for yeah. sure, because you haven't seen all of them. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't happen, but usually it happens on some level. If she's in the episode, yeah. it almost assuredly happens. Yeah, yeah it's, it's real dumb. But Matt, basically your bad thing was that it was like that Voyager episode, yeah? Yeah, it's like that fucking Voyager. And it's 40 minutes of morons in bad makeup walking somewhere. Like, if I wanted mm-hmm. to see that, I'd watch 5% of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're like 100 miles apart, but I totally want to high five you right now. <laughs> Ugh, take that terrible movies. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but I also got like there were other episodes that I thought this was like as well. Remember that one next gen episode where Jordy turned into like a blacklight poster? Yes, that went down to a planet and he could see, and mm-hmm. then they turned him back into a blind man at the end. Yep, yeah. that was that was awful. And then I don't. Card asked him what it was like. Uh, probably. <laughs> did we address this at the time? You can turn someone's species back, but you can't make them not blind. <laughs> yeah, this was your specific comment you made in our episode guide. All right, good. Because I just happened to skim through that again recently for some reason. Probably because I forgot all the jokes and wanted to laugh at us again. <laughs> God, yeah, we're episode funny. guides are pretty fucking funny. Yeah, we, we put a fair amount of work into yeah. those. Mm-hmm. You, you can buy those incidentally. Go to postatomichorror.com and, and click store. Uh, we, we made episode guides. And while you're there, also, grab a post-a-toast uh, t-shirt for you and a family member. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Amanda has one of those. Yeah, now. I just got mine, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Think it look it looks good. The lettering looks nice. Um, yeah. It just for the folks out there. I bought a like a women's one, and they fit a little big. So mm-hmm. um, you maybe get like if you want sort of a taut uh, to Paul's uh, mm-hmm. nighty fit. Maybe uh, order one size lower yeah, than you usually yeah. do. Because I got the size I normally got. And it's okay, but I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a little big. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, those are those are also available. Yeah, feel free to wear one while you're running around the ship or ordering a breakfast burrito. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, I want a bunch of people to buy the episode guide because then you'll have to write another one (laughs) because I like them so much. We're not going to do that. Yeah, but maybe if we don't remember anymore, maybe (laughs) if they got real, real popular, if they got real popular and there was some money in it. Yeah. But right now we have lost money on both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everybody buy like a whole bunch. Also, Ramon's too big to do a cover for us anymore. I I would be willing to cough up whatever he costs now, just for the sake of continuity. To, I've I've thought about doing that anyway. It's fair, but anyway, back to Enterprise, guys. I got to keep. I'm like the stern Taskmaster here. Ugh, leave me alone, Taskmaster. <laughs> Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, watching the aliens set people on fire was pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, was it though? Yeah, it was. I mean, normally I would agree with you. Normally, I'm all down for setting people on fire, but it was another one where this culture had, they'd, they'd gone through every option. They didn't want to set these people on oh, fire. Oh, yeah, it was like their ancient enemies that they had to wipe out yep. because of their whatever yeah. DNA, whatever. Because they, like, they kept getting turned into these other guys mm, and sure. they were coming off to fight them again because that was all built in. Because war is hell and we're just going through war forever. Yeah, yeah I just... 
I just like so, that we've gotten to the part in their evol- the evolution of that species where they're like, mm, we've tried everything, and the only thing that really works is setting them on fire. So we've tried everything, but have we tried fire? <laughs> yeah, the solver of all of life's problems. <laughs> it's like when you're killing a Dracula. Stake through the heart works with a Dracula, and it, the good thing is it works with just about everything else too. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Dracula, this is your bad thing. Oh yeah, my bad thing is the armor that they have, Tret. Uh-huh. Tret wearing looks like the fucking Dracula armor from um uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, from uh, the Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, that uh-huh. dude looked Legacy of Cain as shit. Yeah, or Bloodborne. Blood or the burns. Blood apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Blood, blood. <laughs> Mister Bloodburns. <laughs> <laughs> I usually get off on the third floor. <laughs> he's got, the, like, he's got like the the. The lines in his armor, like mm-hmm. the blood grooves. Uh-huh. The no, blood it's, to come it's down. super terrible. And and the design of the actual alien was a bit lame, but the guy playing him was actually pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the guy playing Tret. He had yep. a yeah. real good voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they gave him nothing to work with, and his his alien makeup was just some bump on his head. Mm-hmm. Yep. It might be the, the usual. least imaginative bump yet. Yep. Because it was just a lump. It just felt like they took some putty and just went. Yeah. No, good like enough. Fred Flintstone's bowling ball hit him in the head. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, alien. Yeah, an alien. I'm going to lunch. Yeah, <laughs> we should definitely talk more about this whole trip being in charge of the ship thing. Which, uh, why? <laughs> I had that listed as my good thing until I realized I had no proof and couldn't remember anything he did. <laughs> the thing is, Travis was in charge after Trip did what Amanda said, which mm. is throw a bunch of more bodies at the problem. Yep, and that's what made me excited. Like, <laughs> oh, Travis. I mean, he didn't do anything. He just but sat in really, the chair, you know. That's where the chain of command goes. It yep. goes oh. it goes from captain to uh, next ranked human to Travis. Well, there's really? not a whole lot of people running around Enterprise, unfortunately. I guess that's true. Most of them are crewmen. There aren't a lot of actual officers. No, we don't have much. And what and we have Malcolm is and not Hoshi were already the best, on the planet. Definitely not the best crew in the fleet. I'll tell you that much. Well, the the only crew in the fleet makes them the <laughs> there, best. There you and go. Don't forget. Nearly a third of them are women. Yeah, uh-huh. I I hadn't. Wow, nearly a whole third. They can actually, I just uh, can I just step back and just applaud Enterprise for? Oh, nice work! Uh-huh. Very good. Uh-huh. You did very, it. Very good. One third yeah. women. Mm. Really bringing it to that 2003 culture. Yeah, yep. showing us what's what. You know, I don't throw the word hero around very often, <laughs> and I won't <laughs> throw ever. it here either. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know. If this show was in the hands of better writers, which it's not, uh-huh. having because it feels like Trip being a bad leader is written into the character. Like it doesn't feel like they don't understand what good leadership is. It feels like a deliberate choice. No, yeah. you, if you paid attention it. to Archer for thirty seconds, you would know that they don't know what good leadership yeah. looks like. But that's a separate thing. But like, we have seen some good leadership in this show mm-hmm. um, by Paul. Yeah. And flocks, yeah. mostly. The the um, admiral sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the admiral. Um, and that Vulcan ambassador. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there are grown-ups around John Archer who know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, if they had sort of decided that this was going to be the story of the guy who's next in command, who is maybe, like, he's really good at his job. He's one heck of an engineer. Yeah. But he's just a shitty leader. And yeah. maybe that's where we learn, like... Where they decide to have different branches where, yeah, you can be a really good science officer or a really good engineer or like a really good security guy. Or but yeah. you don't have to run the ship. Or no, you've got fact, the or you've got the training. It's just yeah. you, look, you're gonna be the chief engineer, but like if the captain and the the first officer are indisposed, it's you, so we're gonna give you some leadership training too. Right. Or Everyone who's on the command track, that's who who's next in line. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter how much seniority you have yeah. on the ship. You're the next one wearing, I guess it's yellow back then. Yeah. yeah. So, and so yeah. maybe the chain of command then could be like, for example, uh, Archer to Paul Travis. Mm-hmm. Like he's the next guy on the command track. Right. That would kind of make sense. I mean, he's an ensign, but he's like a senior ensign. And yeah. he has like more experience in space than any of these guys. He's yeah, a boss ensign like Harry Kim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Travis has earned it because he's got space experience and no one else does. Mm-hmm. Harry Kim hasn't earned the... anything. Exactly. Maybe he's sorry. I haven't. I haven't made fun of Harry in a while. <laughs> no, it's he deserves it. Uh-huh. Special boy. Special boy. Yep. But, but yeah, maybe Travis has got the leadership training, and maybe you don't want to take your engineer out of engineering. Yeah. In, exactly. Uh, yeah. Just like um, how a lot of the doctors mm-hmm. are highly ranked, but they they are a doctor first and a whatever else second. Yeah. 
I'm a doctor, not a blank. I mean, there was yeah. one guy whose entire deal was telling us what he wasn't and he was a doctor. <laughs> that was his whole thing. It's... Jim, um, I have a list of things that I'm not. Oh, good. I am a doctor and a not a the following. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it's one of those shirts that's like yep. itchy and lumpy and. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand how any of that works. And yeah, we, this is the fifth or sixth time we've seen Trip in charge and he doesn't know what to do. If he's spaced with a, with a, a threat, he's like, well, we're going to blow you up. And, and mm-hmm. if it's a diplomatic thing, he's like, well, give me what I want. Like he, he's just so bad at all of it. Why are aliens be different than us? Yep. <laughs> I just want to go back and fix my boat. Captain, not, don't make me be in charge of people. You gotta do the dark trip voice now because oh. he's angry about his sister. Captain, <laughs> I can't lead the crew because of the blood I need to take from my enemies. The pain in my heart from the loss of my sister, what I what I knew so so well. That yeah. I was always talking about all the time. You guys heard about my sister? You know, <laughs> he also has a brother that he hasn't mentioned in about two years. <laughs> does he have a brother? I believe he does have a brother. Is, is his brother is it, dead and he only cares about his sister? Maybe. I don't know. Is it Skip Tucker? Yeah, Skip Tucker. I would assume. Or Mip Tucker? Mip, yes. It's <laughs> definitely Mip Tucker. Yep. <laughs> Jick. <laughs> Sup. Uh, Amanda, what was your good thing? <laughs> There's not a lot to choose from yep. in this episode. <sighs> it was a nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the episode, um, after Phlox cures their transformation through his magic, <laughs> oh, this uh, is your good thing, right? Um, he they they uh, they put the cure they like, they put the um, uh, an example of the virus in a tube mm-hmm. um, because an archer doesn't want to like destroy the tube because it's the last vestiges of this dead culture. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a dangerous virus that we must keep alive for some reason. For some reason, yeah. I don't know. In in real life, we keep dangerous viruses alive. No, I, I get so it, but them. I just, because I don't trust any of his other decisions, uh-huh. and, you know. That's, but Phlox is going to be in charge of it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. Uh, my uh, theory is that he instantly threw it into the incinerator after Archer right. left. Oh, yeah, I kept it, Captain. Uh-huh. I absolutely kept it. Yep. Like, you um, can just give him an empty tube. It's not like he'll know. No. <laughs> Yeah, what's he going to science look at it? Is yeah. he going to ask to Paul? <laughs> no. Um, so anyways, the design on the tube was pretty cool. <laughs> Looked neat. This may be the most petty good thing anyone has had so far. Yep. There's a tiny prop that appears for three minutes on yep. screen that's maybe six inches tall at the most. Yep. And Amanda's and just like, that's great. I that's love the best thing nice, about that's this. That's the nice. best thing that happened this week. I mean, pretty much... Just about everything any of us is saying about good about the show at this point has to do with production design. Mm-hmm. That's what I was sort of. That's what I was thinking about the tube. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to think of something else. Yeah. And all I could think of was the tube was, and looking over my notes for the last couple of episodes of these I've watched, it's all I really like about the show for the for largely is yeah. is the look of it. Like yeah. there's a lot of really nice. Um, yeah, the, pro- the production design and, and the and the a lot of the makeup, not yeah. all of it, but a lot of it, and uh, the effects. A like, good hunk of the costuming, not all yeah. of it, but um, like I like a lot of the costuming. Yep. yep. Um, this is the first time where we've seen civilian clothes. Well, that's because they just look like our clothes now. But, but uh, mm-hmm. they look. A, they have a little bit of a spacey bit mm-hmm. to them, tiny bit. Um, like I like the look of the clothes, and the clo- the clothes don't look just like. And I know the show didn't come out in the '90s, but everything about this show is so '90s because Star Trek feels like it's always behind the yep. behind the yeah. ball. There, it doesn't look like '90s clothes; it just looks like clothes. And yeah, the, the, a lot of the makeup's really good. I like a lot of the effects. Yeah, um, the CG's integrated yeah. better than it ever has been before. And we've seen a lot of cool ships and a lot of cool space stuff. That's yeah. not just that like um, that cloud that we mm-hmm. always see. And honestly, this was my good thing: the city model, the the yeah. city that these guys were going like their ancient DNA was taking them to mm-hmm. looked pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was an underground city. Like, of course we ended up in those same caves that we fucking always do. Uh-huh. Um, but once we got down there, yeah. seeing their cool alien city was neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, that's about all we had, but yeah. and those were the long shots. The close-ups were still kind of crummy. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. When the, the long shots with the people walking around composited in look cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then my bad thing were the actors were all really bad at being aliens, like particularly bad, I thought. Really mm-hmm. bad. I think Malcolm was probably the worst. Yep. Hoshi was probably the best, but she didn't 
do a whole lot. They mostly just had her like cocking her head to the side and yep. like with her arms sort of like clawed out. Yeah, somebody, uh, uh, one of our listeners on Twitter mentioned that they turned into first season of ne- of Next Gen Ferengi. <laughs> yeah. a lot of corruption. <laughs> laser whips. Yep. Oh, they they, I wish. Yeah. Flonk wishes. Uh-huh. Flonk does love laser wishes No, they so just much. wrestle and gargle the spit in the back of their throats and have Russian accents for no reason mm-hmm. and eat oh, and maggots s- out of a fruit. They sniff each other a lot. Oh, oh yeah, there is so sniffing. much sniffing. Oh, yeah. and they did eat a gross food. Like, there was, like, some uh-huh. egg or vegetable. Yeah, you get yeah, a... It's like, a, it's like <laughs> one of those cool Cardassian warm eggs, only yeah. not as cool. Yeah, that's nah. like gross No, it was just gross. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if there's one else? thing I want from this show, it's to watch the crew eat more maggots. Oh, you like when gross things happen. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you think the human body is gross. I think the so human body is a biological nightmare. Yeah, so your scale is way the fuck off. But mm-hmm. second, you love little horror touches, so you do like that. Yeah, but I also hate maggots, so... Yeah, but also, they're Star horrible. Also, Star Trek's so bad at horror. Mm-hmm. Yep, they really are. I love horror, and Star Trek is bad at yep. it. Yep, I... I cannot name more than maybe one or two examples of Star Trek trying to be scary and succeeding. There have yeah. been a couple, but almost nah, never. All yeah. on the original series too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, there was one or two times in Next Gen, but only one or two out of 178 episodes. Are you yeah. referring to the episode where Data wore a scary nightmare mask? Is that the episode you're referring to? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> By Joe Masks Minoski, one uh-huh. of the uh, writers of Discovery. <laughs> yeah, the very same. Uh huh. Uh... All right. Anything else? No. Amanda. You know, one last thought. Again, in the hands of good writers, Archer having to be an alien should give him some insight into people are different than humans. Yeah. Yes, I know. Uh-huh. But like, if you wanted to have him have a turning point, no, that would realize cool. that right. people were people are always people, and it doesn't matter if they're different than you. This would be a good way to do that. Uh huh. Forcing him to. Especially but, now that we're serialized yeah. and what happens this week affects what happens next week. Well, and then you guys are in luck because what we learn is that uh, Archer changing into an alien did affect him. Uh, yeah, it affected him itching. as an inconvenient skin disease. Yep. Yes, he's he's still scratching himself in the next uh-huh. episode. Continuity! Hooray! Yeah, Ugh. but that's, that's all. That's what passes for continuity. Yep. All right. You got a quote for us? Um... I do have a quote. Is it the best um, line in the entire episode? It's the only funny line in the episode, and it takes place during uh, Trip into Paul's sexy massage time. Blah. You sure this is safe? I mean, has anyone ever tried it on a human before? Not to my knowledge. The risk of paralysis is minimal. Because T'Pol's pretty funny. She is, and... Some people don't think so, yeah. but I no, she's got that dry sense of humor, like bone that no, dry. None of them get, and Mm-mm. they all give her a hard time for not having any sense of humor because they don't—they're too stupid to pick yep. up on it. Yep. I kind of feel like just like on Vulcan, um, Spock is like a cool badass yeah. rebel that everyone's like, "Ooh, Spock's so bad." Yeah, he's like a punk rock dude. Oh, mm-hmm. So bad. Don't and hang around. He's like an uptight nerd. Yeah. Don't don't tell that. Don't don't hang out with that Spock guy. Right. He'll take you for a ride. He's so bad. He's a bad but, influence. Um, <laughs> yep. But to Paul, I feel like she's the class clown. Yeah. On on Vulcan, yeah, like I everyone's can see that. like, oh, what a cut up. You just have her in, and you're just like, it's just a laugh riot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I could totally see that. To Paul doesn't take things seriously enough. <laughs> nope. And humans are like, she has no sense of humor None. whatsoever. Really, hang out with literally any other Vulcan for five minutes, you dummies. Yeah. Uh, what's your alternate title, Amanda? Uh, my alternate title is Stop Prancing Around, You Horse's Ass. I had Good. to work very hard during the episode because I just kept reading that over and over again, and it is such a perfect <laughs> sentence. Yep. Well, it's from Arrested it's Development. It's from Arrested Development. I didn't <laughs> so come up why. with it. Uh, Matt, what do you got? Goodness gracious, set crew on fire. <laughs> <laughs> You really fixated on those flamethrowers, huh? I don't have a lot going on, man. Like, well, this episode didn't have a lot going on. Exactly. Either, you know? Like, and I, I fixated on the thirty seconds that that Travis was running the ship, and I went with Travis in charge of our days and our nights. Travis in charge of our wrongs and our rights, and I want Travis in charge of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to look up the lyrics to that because I've never seen Charles in charge. Oh man, you could have just a asked me. Human. No. I, you should purge it from your memory because Scott Bayo is a garbage person. Totally, he is garbage. fucking. 
All right. This show's uh, taking an anti-Scott Bayo uh, stance. Oh, it always... I mean, apart from Bob Loblaw, that guy's useless. Yeah. But, uh, and even then, he was a creep, and they didn't want him back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just everyone stop honking each other's boobs. Yeah, Settle well, down. Jesus. You're you're in luck, because now Ugh. I get to tell you what happens in Rajin. Okay, so I'm going to go. Nope. I've you, had enough. Nope. You got notes and things. You have points to make. Yeah, you make them for me. This is your job now. Nope. Absolutely not. We open on the Zindi Council of Doom, demanding to know why they haven't destroyed Archer yet, and also planning a weapon that can wipe out an entire planet, which is definitely an idea we've never seen in science fiction before. Still, it's not too late for these guys to be sympathetic, right? Oh, it is? It's entirely too late? Very well. Over on Enterprise, Trip and T'Pol are doing their sexy rubdown thing, because heaven forfend that we get even one moment where T'Pol isn't grossly sexualized in some way. See also, later in this episode, Amanda's Bad Thing, and seasons one and two inclusive. In the course of dealing with people inside the Zindi Expanse, Archer learned that ships coated with Trillium D fare much better than ships coated with the leading brand of ship coating. <laughs> That's Trillium D, friends. Ask for it by name. Exocomp. So he heads off to yet another sad attempt to recreate the Star Wars cantina scene and asks for Trillium D by name. (laughs) While he's doing this, he's approached by an extremely pushy space pimp who is, for some reason, not played by Snoop Dogg. One of the space pimp's stable of hoes escapes her abusive conditions. Guys, did you know it's bad to treat people like this? And flees to Enterprise, where she makes gross advances to everyone, including Hoshi and T'Pol. But she's only doing this so she can, I don't know, put them into comas or something. And this is basically what she does to DePaul. And if you didn't see this coming, you don't know the show at all. You also weren't paying attention when I said earlier in this very summary that DePaul would be grossly sexualized again. While she's recovering in sickbay, again, some Zindi invade the ship. And for once, I'm not completely bored by an action-adventure sequence because these guys look interesting and fight interestingly and have some cool technology that we've never seen before. So, naturally, that scene doesn't last very long. <laughs> Turns out the space hoe, whose name is Rajin, as in the title of this actual episode, was gathering biological intel on the humans so the Zindi can create an ultimate weapon of destruction to destroy the humans once and for all! Which, again, would be pretty cool if we weren't meant to be taking all of this super seriously. They will destroy Archer! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Catfish! <laughs> Boys and ghouls. Yeah. yeah. If they put a Crypt Keeper in with the other Zindi guys, that would just totally fit. Yeah, it w- you wouldn't even notice. He'd just, like, he'd just fade into the background. Just yep. be another one of those guys. Okay. It would be like yep. eight episodes. Is that the Crypt Keeper? Huh. This episode did not know what the fuck it wanted to be. I mean, this show doesn't really know what it wants to be, but that's fair. Like, <laughs> you've got the fucking Injustice bunch yeah. tackling and, like, around a table with, like, probably a pile of knife sculptures in uh-huh. the middle, and, like, the knife sculptures is also on fire. Mm-hmm. And and there's skulls in there somewhere, probably. Yeah, there's probably yeah. skulls and it's dripping blood. And you've got them, like, you know... And now we will defeat these 50 humans. And then you've got, like, then you've got, it's shot, like we were talking earlier, a lot, like, uh, with some 60s flourishes. Well, this is, uh, yeah, I'll get into this in a minute. Um, And and then you've got sort of, like, um, a sexploitation Mm -hmm. style story where you've got, like... Like a Muds Women kind of thing. uh Yeah, which, like, first off, can I I come out and say that I am anti-sex slavery? Ugh. Hot stance I mean, you know from what? Amanda. Yeah, you gotta you gotta just spout your constant feminazi. Uh, it's uh, true. I I do have to spout yeah. my feminazi uh-huh. stuff. Also, I would be willing so to go so far as to say I am anti-slavery. What? <laughs> but you know, with the right touches, if we were doing like a dumb, goofy throwback episode, the show doesn't know how to do that. First of all, it no. could be like a goofy sex romp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, it's gotta be. Deadly serious. I mean, you know, if you're going to do a goofy sex romp, it would probably be better to have these uh, be willing sex workers. Yeah. Like, we're just at a brothel where Well, it's similar to fine. that one episode where Trip and Malcolm got bamboozled by the yeah. uh, by the, the space hookers on whatever planet that was. Risa. Uh-huh. It was Risa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- but you know where everyone is willing, and it's just yeah. like it's yeah. we're just that, and it could be sort of like funny and lighthearted, and then yeah, like bring, it was in the race. Yes, yeah. no. and then they bring they bring a spy onto the ship and and all mm-hmm. that. But nope, nope, it's got to be super super serious. Well, and, and this gross. was your bad thing, right? It, you know, 
This show has trained me into like a flinch reflex every time that T'Pol is around and something even vaguely sexual happens. Oh, because yeah. Because I know she's going to get harassed or she's going to get abused or she's going to get raped. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one well, more time, she got mind raped in this. And it was very clear that it was a sexual violation yeah. mm-hmm. again. And it puts her like almost like you said into a coma yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it makes me mad on behalf of this show because we have to talk about this so much. I don't want the show to just be talking about how creepy that stuff is. Like, yeah. What? We're supposed to be talking about this fun, like, franchise that we enjoy, and we keep having to talk about gross rape because they keep shoving it in our faces. It's so fucking. I was watching the episode, right? And Mal was playing video games in the same room, and I just go, ugh. And she goes, everything all right, dear? And I go, oh, somebody's raping T'Pol again. And she just goes, again? Yeah. And she doesn't even watch she the show. She doesn't watch the show and she knows you. how much this happens. Yeah. It's just every episode. Yep. It, like, I'm trying to make jokes about it, but it's wearing me down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, just, it's awful. Yeah. It's and hard to make jokes about things that are this, that are awful. And consistently awful. Uh-huh. Yeah, ju- like, not every week, but... Just about every week, something like this happens. Yeah. She's yeah. treated in some undignified, specifically sexualized way yeah. just about every week. Yeah. Just about every week. And, you know, I feel like um, no lesbian-y, the no lesbian sprite. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want women making out, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, because at first, the um, like the, the sexy lady spy, who I kind of think looks like Carrie from Sex and the City... So okay. that's so. So Carrie from I, Sex in the City. I completely uh, believe you. Yeah, come comes. She's got the big hair. Um, so she comes on to the ship and she's like flirting with Hoshi, and I'm like, oh, that's actually it's kind of cute because mm-hmm. Hoshi gets a little flustered, and it's not like yeah. it's not like no homo. It's, it's not like you a girl. No, she's like, oh, she's she's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, that that's kind of like. Yeah. Well, guess what? Oh. Uh-huh. oh, oh. Yeah. And and then. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's he saw that I got that wish. Uh-huh. <laughs> just just, oh, just want there to be gay people in Star Trek. You I know want... there's not going to be. Why do you keep bringing this up? <laughs> yep. I, just, I just want to Paul not to get hurt anymore. <sighs> Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, fucking. Uh, fuck with the. <laughs> you just oh. gonna mutter fuck for five minutes because that's fine. Uh, so you guys want to get a good look inside the crew because I guess we just discovered the technology to look inside people on TV and it is on full display in not just this but both episodes. Oh yeah, that's right. You want to yeah, look at Archer's did. spine? I can show it to you twice. Yeah, I could pick it out of a lineup now that I've seen it. Uh huh. In glorious HD, all his organs all squelched together. Yep. You must love that, Matt. Oh, it was wonderful. You get a real good look inside the human body and all of its beautiful perfection. <laughs> uh, my bad thing. Okay, and, and Amanda touched on this already, but I wanted to go into a little more detail on it. The, sh- the episode is shot very 60s. Like the There's a lot of tight close-ups on people's eyes mm-hmm. with that lighting, and, and it serves no actual purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing about the story is inherently 60s. It looks neat. It's, it's a cool stylistic flair for absolutely no reason mm-hmm. at all. Like, the story is definitely early 2000s mm-hmm. gross enterprise sex story. Which, oh, we're the sexy one. Mm-hmm. No, no. But stop saying and that, it, Uncle Uncle Rick. And again, all of that, like, it feels like that dire- like that directing ties into, like, what Amanda was saying. If this was, like, a cool sex romp episode instead yeah. of just... Oh, because it was shot like fucking Mud's Women, but it, yeah. it played out like, I don't know, not that. Enterprise? <laughs> it played out like Enterprise? Enterprise, yes, uh-huh. exactly. Just like every it's episode an, of Enterprise. It's, it's an actual. Yeah. Uh, I, j- I just didn't see the point. Like, it was a neat look that served no purpose. Mm-hmm. Just like a lot of the visual touches. Yeah, I we, guess that's we true. We like a lot of the visual touches. The cantina scene, I will say. Uh, is, well, it was more of a bizarre, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's one of the better. It's still not good because fucking Star Trek is almost as bad at cantina scenes as they are at horror. Mm, Quark's mm. bar was the only good one. Yeah. but That was a good cantina. Was a, you got to give them that. Yeah. 
Because they had to show it every week. Yeah. So they had to make it good. But as far as like a bizarre cantina thing, this one was pretty good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of good aliens mm-hmm. and it looked small. Like it looked like it was shot on a soundstage, not in a place. But yeah. there's a lot of, you know, pretty neat aliens and some cool like. Sure. I actually thought the space pimp dude, the purple face. Yeah. The purple face space pimp. That Why are we not watching a fun show when I get to say sentences like that? It's not. No, but I thought gross. he looked really cool. He did look cool, and I liked his costume, and yeah. like yeah. the alien design was neat. Yeah. I still should've, say it should have been Snoop had a, Dogg, though. He should have had a cape. Yeah, and a cane. Yeah. yeah. And he should have been Snoop Dogg. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, biscuit heads. <laughs> then you could put Sookie as one of the... Uh, yeah. As one of the sex slaves. I, it would have been too early for that. Yeah. <laughs> The the uh, the Homestar Runner version of of uh, Snoop Dogg PCP uh-huh. uh, sang a whole song about breakfast, and yep. we uh-huh. thought, okay, well that's a ridiculous cartoon exaggeration. Yep. And then real life Snoop Dogg made a song about how he wants to make breakfast for the main character on True Blood. That's, <laughs> that's a, a very real thing st- that exists. That's a very strange thing to do, Snoop Dogg. Okay, or- I want to make you some waffles. <laughs> like it's a real and thing. Some pancakes. Yeah. So like it's it's an example of you you try to come up with an exaggeration and, uh-huh. and real life just exceeds that. Yep. You know I love when when real life is that weird. I often do. Sometimes just, maybe not so well, much. Can we just take it? Snoop Dogg wants to uh, wrote a song where he serves breakfast to a main ca- the the main character True Blood. That's insane. Yeah, it is. And this is like five years old. Yep. It's some time ago now. And oh, so he's already made breakfast goofy. for her many times. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, unless she keeps rebuffing him, we, yes. just, we can. I don't know. I don't. I don't travel in those circles. Fucking, I don't say. believe it. What is it, dear? Fucking Snoop Dogg's at the door again with a goddamn waffle iron. We told you no. <laughs> but it's four twenty, fool. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> at four twenty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so sick of this guy. I just I will just say without getting too into it. Sometimes I like it when real life is uh, is wackier than fiction. Sometimes mm-hmm. I like to just watch shows like House of Cards and Veep and let it let it stay there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Matt, did you manage to find a good thing about this episode? Uh, yep. Once again, Trip saves the day. Uh, there's a scene where he sells actual kitchen spices to some nose alien in exchange oh. for something or other. I actually really like that. Yeah, it's too. the best part of the fucking episode. There's historical precedent for that. Like, mm-hmm. like sailing ships sold spices to people who had never heard of them before. So it makes total sense that spaceships would do that too. No, he comes in with like a like a briefcase that might as well be handcuffed to his hand. To just, yeah, you got, and it's got yeah. like pepper and cinnamon in it. Yeah, exactly. You got the stuff. I don't know. Do you have the information we need? Let me see the stuff first. This is but paprika. See- that's, that's great. The, that, that's the kind of thing I've been wishing Star Trek could do more of because every week we just assume mm-hmm. all aliens are exactly like us and their food is basically edible by mm-hmm. us and everything. And it's like, no, things that are commonplace here would be weird and exotic to an alien. I yeah. like that they're actually doing that. And mm-hmm. if you're in like a, a marketplace that a bunch of different aliens go to, yeah. they're probably there because they want some like some stuff from the far flung yeah, uh, and this is we've, of the galaxy. we've yeah. long established these are the first Earth people here, so they've yeah. never had anything that grows on Earth before. Yeah, yeah and so it's, it's going to be like cool and interesting. Yeah, and it's just a nice change from like, well, we'll sell you some plasma and some self sealing stem bolts and some whatever. Yeah. I guess yeah. they're not self sealing yet because it's a prologue. Yeah, they haven't. Uh, or haven't invented the. Uh, they, you have to seal them manually. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. Oh god. Never no, it was, and done. that's the kind of thing I wanted to see all along is just little subtle things where. Hmm. Things we take for granted as normal on Earth are weird and unique to aliens. Yeah. Though when we get down there, um, they're trying to get to the guy who sells them the Trillium D. Uh-huh. Um, and Archer takes a guy from the marketplace basically by his lapels and shakes him to get the information. Yeah, like, tell yeah. us where the Zindi are. Yeah, because Archer's a jerk. Yeah. God, Archer. The, Trained the, diplomat, John Archer. Uh-huh. The move is you buy something. And yeah, say, anything. Yeah, just, anything. Just anything. And then you can throw it away if you don't want it. Or, then you're a paying customer and you're allowed to use the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, buy a thing and then be like, hey, can, by the way, can you give me directions to this guy? All he was at, like, it wasn't even a secret he was asking for. He just needed to know where this dude's shop was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he doesn't know the first thing about, like, anything. diplomacy. Anything. Like, not even basic go-to-the-market diplomacy. Like, the diplomacy you and I have to use every day to navigate this horrible planet we live on. (laughs) 
but even yeah, you're right. But even if he was going to like Morocco or something, like yeah. some place on Earth that isn't fucking Florida, uh huh, or wherever Archer's from, probably San Francisco. No, he's San Francisco. No, only San Francisco. Archer's got to be from someplace more boring. Uh huh. No. The He's got to be from the middle somewhere. The most boring place on earth is San Francisco. That's not true. That's we've where been... all of the places are. But we've been to San Francisco, and you know that's not true. It's a what pretty, is the exact cool center of America? Uh, yeah, like somewhere in Kansas, I think. Uh-huh. The that, most that flyover of flyover states. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, flyover states, but you know I'm not wrong. Uh-huh. There's a reason we fly over you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Fort Worth. No. God, I love living on a coast. <laughs> Yep, yep, I always, I always have, <laughs> and I always will. Let's uh, be smug coastmen together. Up, mm. Upstate New York, so he is from a coast, but still from where boring, bland white people come from. <laughs> so I figured it was probably something like mm. that. Uh, my good thing, yes, actually, like I, I mocked this in my summary, but I actually do like the idea of Trillium D. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that okay, we're we're in this uh, prequel setting where we don't have energy shields around mm-hmm. the ship yet. All I have is polarized hull plating, which doesn't really do a whole lot. And yep. you're in this weird area of space that's got weird um, radiation and stuff. And the smart guys, the, the people who've been there a mm-hmm. while, figured out you got to put this stuff on your ship. And mm-hmm. they mentioned that in like the first episode of the season. And these guys are like, hey, yeah, we should get some of that. Yeah. And I like that that's what's driving the plot initially is this quest to make the ship better. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing I wished Voyager had done mm-hmm. more of. Like, oh, the Delta Quadrant means we should probably have this kind of special gun to help us out. Maybe mm. we should find this gun or whatever, you know. I- yeah, I have to go on a side quest. Yeah. I love having no shields. Like, I think that's rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's like having no transporters. Yeah. But <laughs> um, they get the Trillium D and they bring it back to the, the ship and they have to, no kidding, the guy, uh, the, the the alien guy says, you. it's really um, unstable in its liquid mm-hmm. state, so you have to be real careful when you're putting it on and put it on just so and I'll give you instructions. So they, they do it in like a, a room that's mm-hmm. uh, like, like a, a, test room. a test room so they don't uh, explode the ship. And basically, no kidding, we're watching paint dry. <laughs> yep. That's what it's come to on Enterprise. Also, Trip. Uh, left to his own devices would have exploded to death. Yep. Paul had to be the one to say, it's going to blow up, dummy. Go out the door. Yep. <laughs> I was just real excited to paint that, to paint the ship. <laughs> Ever since I read Tom Sawyer, I've wanted to whitewash this ship. You know, Malcolm, there ain't nothing more exciting than painting this ship. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to shut you down there. We're getting too close to Mark Twain territory. <laughs> I actually, while we're on the topic, can I just say, I like the no shields thing. Um, The fact that they can still do, like, more power to the aft armor makes no sense to me. Put more armor back there. I just picture some dude in a spacesuit nailing tiles to the back of the ship. (laughs) I think what it's supposed to be, they say polarized, which to me says is something like magnets. Like, they're Mm. they're charging it with an electromagnet or something like that. So more they're putting more power through it. Yeah, no, no, you know what? I'm sure that makes more sense, but I like mine better. No, no, no. Let me finish. What that means is this junior crewman you guys are picturing, mm-hmm. probably the ancestor of uh, Ensign Sadsack, yes, uh-huh. uh, is is down by a furnace shoveling in lots of those little red horseshoe magnets. And dogs. That's how it works. And yeah. then they get clunked onto the hull of another ship. Yep. Too much magnets! Too much magnets! Ah. <laughs> well, they still don't know how they work in the future. <laughs> well, no. It's a mystery. Uh-huh. I mean, after World War III, when the insane, insane clown posse took over, <laughs> which is basically what we saw in, in the uh, now? the Q court. Yeah, that that that, wor- that looks about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what was your good thing? Um, okay, so we talked about the last episode, the serialization being pretty tenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I did like that Archer was still suffering the after effects uh, of it in this um, with his skin rash, but he was sure. also having dreams still about the alien city. Uh, I um, missed that. That's kind of cool. It was yeah. a, it was a nice tip to what happened mm-hmm. before, but it really didn't affect anything. It was just a let's tack this on. It was just mm-hmm. a reason for him to wake Flocks up yeah. and bother him. Uh huh. Like he even needs a reason at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're in year three. He just does it sometimes. Yeah. But oh, hello, Captain. Uh, Can I help you, Captain? I was just bored. <laughs> just picture him going down there and just kicking his feet against the, um, the <sighs> tables. Yeah. But no, I, I like that something. 
And, and we've talked about this at great length, but people get transformed and they get transformed back just immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of like there being lingering effects. It wasn't really a lot. No, there should be. And there something. should be like psychological things yeah. too. Yeah. Like, there won't be. But, no. You know. Yeah. There was a little psychological stuff because he's still having the dreams. Yeah. I, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's the best we're going to get. So yeah, there probably. you go. I, I actually liked, and I mentioned this in my summary, when the Zindi invaded, like usually, oh, here we go, mm-hmm. shooting phasers, running away, shooting more phasers. But because these guys had a bunch of weird weapons we'd never seen before, and because mm-hmm. they were aliens we hadn't seen move around, they're just mm-hmm. sitting around a table, like one of those Zorak guys was there. Yep. That was actually pretty cool. It's like, ooh, the Enterprise guys are way outmatched. They are mm-hmm. fucked. And it was actually kind of neat, and it lasted not very long at all. Yeah, they had like a cool gel weapon. Yeah, they yeah. had a couple of things we'd yeah. never seen any aliens have before, and this is what I want. If you're gonna week after week have mm-hmm. a scene where everyone's shooting at each other, make it interesting somehow. Yeah. And new technology is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. They did that a bit with uh, the Sulaban early on. Where yeah, they where they did... crawl up the walls and stuff. Yeah, we like that. We yeah. don't like the aliens, but that's a neat. Well, one. the design on the Sulaban's still rough, but uh, yeah. wall crawling is always fun. Yeah, yeah, and like being able to slip under cracks because they don't have any bones, like Kiff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some good kiff, Al. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Anything else? (sighs) Um, okay, so we talked about there being hardly any grown-ups on this ship, Mm -hmm. and all the grown-ups that there are, are aliens, Mm -hmm. which... Yeah, Phlox and T'Pol are the only smart ones. Which really undermines the whole, like, humans are ready to to go out into Uh space and do their thing. Like, Archer is all mad all the time that the Vulcans are keeping them from what have you. But Mm -hmm. they get out to what have you, and Jesus Christ, they need a lot of help. Mm -hmm. Yep. He does not know what he's doing ever. No. Matt, anything else? Uh, Yeah, there's a scene where uh, Archer and the man they call Regine are eating dinner together. (laughs) Uh Thank you, Amanda. That's for the Canadians. I just don't think she looked that much like uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) Carrie from uh, Sex and the City. Sure. And I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out what the fuck they're eating for dinner, because I certainly don't want to pay attention to the conversation they're having. And it looks like a deep-fried sunflower. I mean, that's not too bad. It's better mm-hmm. than the, the red celery on... Uh, I mean, look, I am accepting of the fact that you can eat a flower if you want to. I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, but you don't understand a lot of things. Uh, that's true. It's to do with the human body. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what the, I realize it's been bugging me what, what the Zindi were. Um, uh-huh. like the, 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 the leathery reptile guys with like the head fringes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really bugging me. And then I realized they look like shitty versions of the bad guys from, uh, space, uh, space quest, not space quest, uh, galaxy quest. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They look like pipe cleaners on their heads. Yep. That's the ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, I do have to ask, you have a note here that says free pig. But I'm not sure what that's about. <laughs> there's a part they're walking through the there's they're walking through the um the market and there's mm-hmm. just a fake looking alien pig hanging from the uh the oh, okay. It's just set dressing in the marketplace. <laughs> Usually I can follow your notes like chronologically through the episode, like oh that, that, and then that, but like free pig. Yep. What the hell? It's a free pig. That was right before Archer got pickpocketed. Ah. Uh, Someone bumps so, into it. I'm like, literally, like, oh, so Archer got his wallet stolen. Great. Yeah, this probably. is where this fucking piece of shit episode is going. That guy took his wallet. <laughs> I think he took his wallet. <laughs> hey, have, hey, uh, hey! My my credit card's in there. Get back here. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, two more things about Carrie from Sex in the City. Okay. Uh huh. Um, thing one. Uh, to this point, um, the people who've been sort of flirty with Archer have been closer to his own age, which I had actually kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, but she wasn't his specific love interest. She was doing this to everyone. Yeah, but it, like, I, I sort of, like, she was kind of seducing him, and I, I liked it better when Archer was having, uh, and again, they were probably younger than him because it's, you know, yeah. TV, but uh, people who are closer to his own age. Yeah, but again, she's referring was- to women of a certain age. Yeah, you, she you know, was, more than 25. She kept uh-huh. coming on to him, and to his credit, yeah. he kept saying, I'm not interested, like, over yeah. and over yeah. and over again. Like, look, you are a free person. There are places on the ship you can't go, but otherwise, you are completely yeah. free to go where you want. So, like, don't go into the warp core, but otherwise, mm-hmm. go somewhere that isn't here. Now, Please go away. I'm eating this flower. And I will give him some credit for that. Like He mm-hmm. does give she in wasn't, in the end. She, but she wasn't his love interest, yeah. is my point. 
But he does give in in the end, and they have, like, uh, invisible makeouts. Yeah, but she also has that with T'Pol yeah. and Hoshi, like, a bunch yeah. of people. So that's it's not really targeted to him yeah. specifically. But mm-hmm. it was, I was just, it's just sort of disappointing, because to this point, like, even, like, you know, like, the ghost ladies oh, I know. who are... Yeah. No, and honestly, I think thinking back, I think all the Star Trek shows have actually been good with that. Like mm-hmm. the love interests of all the captains after Kirk, yeah, have been age appropriate, which mm-hmm. is good. There, there's not a bunch of young like there weren't young men throwing themselves at Janeway any more mm-hmm. than there were young women throwing themselves at Picard or Cisco. Like, mm-hmm. They're pretty good at that, I would say. Yeah, and so that was like it was sort of like Ugh, I don't like this as much. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, she runs away uh, from the market with nothing but the barely clothes on her back. Uh-huh. Um, and she gets up onto the ship, and she keeps having these, like, she has, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. three or four costume changes. Yep. <laughs> I don't know where the costumes came from, because she didn't bring them with her, because she didn't have anything. And they don't belong to any of the women on the ship. No, they, well, yeah. I mean, maybe they belong to T'Pol. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, they they don't belong to anyone on the ship that we know of. Why? Yeah, where do they come from? Where did they come from? We don't and, have replicators yet. Uh-huh. And why doesn't she have some pants? Why didn't <laughs> they give... If they did come from the ship, why didn't they give her some pants? Just some extra pants? Well, this week we don't interfere. Usually we do, but this week... Well, we, we don't interfere here. by giving people pants? <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't we don't pants the pants list. Right. Look, I'm as big a fan of the prime directive as anybody, but if you see a person with pants without pants, you give them some pants. That's no, just common just... decency. No, look. Look, every week we got to we got to meddle in someone's affairs unless they're not wearing pants and then you just you stay away. It's look, an ancient mariner's code. I guess. They're always putting pants on uh, mermaids. Yeah. I'm so sick of that code. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh no. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, my quote is yes. from the fourth in a row sexy rubdown scene between uh, Every T'Pol and Trip. Uh huh. Um, which is T'Pol, I think, being funny again and just uh, telling Trip to shut up. T'Pol, don't speak. Mm. Which I thought, don't, no, no, don't speak. Just, yeah. You're going to ruin it. Shh. Yeah. And then she just takes her entire palm of her hand and just puts it on his face. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, Amanda, you got a alternate title for us? I do have an alternate title. Actually, I have two. Okay. Um, Boy, I'll turn you inside out and round and round. And I got that song wrong. All right. And then um, A Vindication of the Rights of T'Pol. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Except it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? Catfished. See, because the woman they bring on isn't who she says she... Look, I've been wanting to do this joke for a while. <laughs> this is probably... I don't know. This probably happened again a lot. Uh-huh. I was about to say, might be your only opportunity, but mm-hmm. no. No. Catfish. Yep. How, what is Dark Trip? How does Dark Trip I think catfish? we decided Dogfish, Yeah. what okay. Matt said. Yeah. That might be Mirror Universe Trip, but uh, yeah. I think it still works. Yeah. Uh, I went with, I was bamboozled by a space pimp. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a lurid, like, pulpy... You know, 30s dime store novel. this wasn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't read that novel, but I would definitely sell it to someone. (laughs) All right, that's all for this time. Amanda, what do you got to plug? I have three things. Three? Three. (laughs) You get two. Choose your best two. No. I'm going to cut one out. (laughs) Um... So the first thing I have to plug is a show that Al and I do together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called We're Trying, and it's about us uh, going out into the world and trying new things and mm-hmm. then talking about them and trying to like new things. And yeah. being very trying while we're doing it. And being very trying while we're doing it uh-huh. because we don't like things or people or anything. Correct. As an impartial observer who is not on the show, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to two of your friends talk, so yeah. of course, you know. Totally I mean, impartial. Uh-huh. Fair. <laughs> we just dropped an episode um, uh, a couple of days ago when this posts, where we go to a miniature museum. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty fun. Yeah, it was. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, and the next thing I want to plug is my photo blog. I have mm-hmm. a daily photo blog. I post a photo a day, and that's giantblackalbatross.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I want the, to plug, The second first thing I want to plug. The uh-huh. second first... And thing B uh-huh. that I want to plug is that um, very, very soon, 
Uh, I have a I have a role in a point and click adventure game. Oh, Ooh. this again. <laughs> Um, about hey, I'm also in that adventure game. What's that name again, Amanda? <laughs> uh, it's Nick and Willikins. It's a point and click adventure. Um, it's freaking gorgeous. It's funny as hell. I've played it a couple times now, and it's still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, like I helped with some of the uh, the early testing. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a voice role in it. Um, and God, it's good. It's so funny. It's so funny, you guys. You have to play it. The and game, it's free. The game drops on January 19th, mm-hmm. uh, which is Friday of the week this, this mm-hmm. show drops. Yep. Um, and it yeah, it's free. free for PC and Mac. Uh, we are working yep. on mobile versions. I cannot guarantee they're going to happen, but we're trying. It's it's a bit difficult, but uh, but PC and Mac for sure. Um, so yeah, check that mm-hmm. out. Uh, pinheadgames.com is the easiest place to get that. Uh, yep. there, there'll be an easier place, but it's not quite ready yet, so. Uh, all right, that's all for this time. Yeah, uh, see you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're we're, we're still just doing this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>